and welcome to Thank You for Toilet Paper, a history of the little things, a podcast where we talk about a few things to be grateful for and the history and the stories behind them. I'm your host, Elizabeth Miller. Thank you so much for joining me today. Let's get going. There is nothing quite like holding a warm mug of something delicious on a cold day and snuggling up in a cozy blanket to enjoy the view, a good book, movie, or good company. I'm something of a mug fiend. I have far too many mugs, and I have also had the chance to paint a few mugs of my own, decorating them with lucky mushrooms, polka dots, light bulbs. The last one actually didn't really work and match my vision, but that's okay. I'm more of a writer than a painter, which is sad but true, but it's okay. I'm coming to terms with it. And being more of a writer, I did stay true to my writing roots and add a few fun phrases to my mugs, including the phrases like Ausschaden wird man klug and la vie est belle, which means, respectively, in German, from damages comes wisdom and life is beautiful in French. I've also become converted to the mug cake. There's nothing like a mini cake in a mug as a pick-me-up, if you like cakes and mugs, which I like both. So, without further ado, let's talk about mugs. The earliest example we have of mugs comes from the Neolithic period, around 10,000 BCE. These mugs, however, did not have handles and were made of bone, like animal skulls. Wood mugs may have also been in use during this era, although these are harder to preserve, so we don't really have a lot of remnants. Later, between 4,000 and 5,000 BCE, mankind started making mugs out of clay which allowed for designs and the addition of mug handles. Some have given a more specific date of 3,129 BCE with the invention of the pottery wheel. The first ceramic mugs that were made using potter's wheels date back to around 2000 BCE. The clay mugs, however, were often too thick and made drinking from them very difficult because the lip of the cup was just like, it was a beast to get around. Around 2000 or 3000 BCE, the use of metal for mugs allowed for thinner mug walls, making drinking easier. Metals such as gold, silver, lead, and bronze were used. However, as metals conduct heat, these mugs were difficult to use when one wanted something hot to drink, which could lead to burning your hands as well as your tongue. In Britain, in 2400 BCE, people drank out of beaker pots. These people were actually so well-known for their drinkware that as they migrated across Europe, they garnered the nickname the Beaker Folk. Beaker pots were pieces of pottery that were shaped like a bell. No idea if any of this relates to the Muppets, but I feel like it would be amazing and I now want a Beaker backstory with his British roots and beakerware. When it comes to coffee mug lovers, an Ethiopian myth attributes the discovery of coffee beans to a man named Kaldi, who made the discovery of coffee beans when he was out with his goat and saw his goat eating the beans, around 850 BCE. The coffee trade was alive and well by the 15th century. The next developments in mugs came with the wider spread of porcelain. Although porcelain has been in use in China from about 2,000 years ago on, wide use of porcelain for mugs only began in about 206 BCE to 220 CCE, although it could have been as late as 600 CCE. Sources vary on this one. Porcelain was used more for coffee mugs and is still the most widely used material for mugs today. This material allows for thinner mug walls and comfortably holding both hot and cold liquids. In 14th century Germany, we saw the development of the Bierstein, which are large decorated mugs with a lid. 
The lid came about due to an increase of flies from the bubonic plague, and there was a law that mugs were required to have a lid covering in order to stay sanitary. Beer steins are stunning and often depict beautiful pastoral scenes. With the discovery of coffee, coffee mugs also increased in popularity. Between 1600 and 1700, the nickname of mug began to be more and more used. The nickname of mug actually refers to the similarity between the shape of the mug and the profile mugshot. So mugs look like mugshots. In the 1600s, we also saw the development of puzzle mugs in Europe. I actually tried one of these in Germany, and I totally failed the challenge. These mugs had holes drilled throughout the mug, and little tunnels led water through unexpected pathways throughout the mud, usually with the water or contents of the mug ending up on the drinker's lap, coming through one of the holes. Other fun mugs were developed later and included the whistle mug, which has a hole through the handle that you can whistle through. Another fun mug is actually made up of three mugs connected together. It's called a fuddling cup. It requires you to drink in the proper sequence of cups, otherwise the liquid will drain onto you. There's also the Pythagorean cup, which has a rod in the center that if you fill to the level of the rod, you can drink easily. But if you exceed the height of the rod, the liquid will drain out. The one that I drank from had all the holes in it, and I think I tried to like cover every single hole that I could with my fingers, and I drank, and there was a hole somewhere that I didn't get, and it spilled all over me, and then I learned... Oh man, spoiler alert. Skip this if you don't want to hear it, but then I learned you're supposed to drink from the handle, I think. I don't remember if you're supposed to cover the holes or not. Either way, should you ever come across a puzzle mug, I wish you good luck and better fortune than I had. They're really fun. In 1746, Sweden introduced a heavy tax on coffee. If a person didn't pay their coffee tax, all of their coffee things would be taken away, including coffee mugs. Later in 1746, coffee was outlawed altogether, which led to a lot of bootlegging of coffee. In 1750, as a result of the Industrial Revolution, customizable mugs became more and more popular because of the use of transfer printing, which made the process easier so you could have cool decorations on it and neat patterns. In 1892, Sir James Dewar invented vacuum technology used to insulate flasks. Later, two German brothers used his vacuum insulation technology to keep drinks hot or cold. Sir Dewar hadn't patented the technology, so the German brothers took it and then created a cup that they called Thermos in 1904. A copper mug called the Moscow Mule was invented by Jack Morgan. Rather than being used for coffee, these mugs were used for mixed drinks. His girlfriend made the mugs with her copper-making business nearby. The traditional mugs that we use today were created in 1945 by the Victor Insulator Company. These mugs were specifically made with thick walls and out of a heavier material for insulation so that they wouldn't fall or tip over when they were used on warships. The mugs had rough bottoms to help keep them from moving and sliding around. As we used mugs and mugs more, we started to get different kinds of mugs, like the travel mug. At one point, it was nicknamed the Trip Sip. An exciting new invention came into play with the minivan in 1983 with the built-in cup holder. This cup holder became the standard in all vehicles in 1994. Also in 1994, we had the advent of the first Starbucks-branded coffee mug. In the 2000s, heat-sensitive paint, which would change colors or disappear on mugs, became very popular, even though heat-sensitive paint had actually been around since the 1970s. However you may choose to enjoy your beverage, whether through puzzle mugs, color-changing mugs, through a regular cup, or a mug with a special meaning to you, we can all be grateful for mugs. 
and for the way they've protected our hands from heat over the ages. May you find a mug that you love someday. (laughs) May it just be your special mug. (laughs) Because I think we all need one. I don't know. I need one. (laughs) That's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a marvelous day. Take care. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.